And welcome to Play on K, your podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're talking about W episodes 9 through 12. The last time we left you guys, King Troll had just decided that everything was a dream and uh, he would make it so by throwing himself off a roof and leaving all the reparations up to Yeonju. Cute Yeonju, who goes back to the real world after King Troll jumps the scene, and she wakes up in the car that she left Subong in with a magic tablet that yeah. she has. Oh yeah, she she did bring it with her, because okay. she was kind of panicking because she found out the murderer was in the real world, and he was going to be there at any moment, and so she grabbed the tablet, which is surprisingly good thinking yeah super proud of her yeah i didn't even notice so good on her so mm-hmm. she draws this ending where king Chul wakes up in the hospital after being stabbed by the culprit and does not remember the next two months spent with yeonju yeah the last two months yeah whatever time <laughs> time bending is not good for for tense words. It's too hard. It's too hard. Um, I learned a lot about myself during this episode because I found out that I am really into being sad and <laughs> I want everyone else to be sad and I love it and I eat it up because this is my favorite episode and I think it's because of that crazy achy feeling you get when you're just super, super sad for Yeonju because she has to live in this world where she is not remembered by the man she loves at all and I ache for her the whole time and she is so sad this episode oh my god it's like indulgently pitifully sad and I love it <laughs> it makes me very uncomfortable not uncomfortable in the way that this show makes me uncomfortable a lot but it's more of a comfortable uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. A whole new level of discomfort where you're not cringing through it, at least, which is nice. Exactly. You don't have to watch someone slap and then kiss a person. Yeah, there are very many cringy moments in this show that are comical and they're classic, but yeah, they're I cringy. Sure, I for sure see their value, but it's a lot to take sometimes. And there isn't much of that in this episode. Mostly it's just true human emotion yep and i just like a death eater i eat up that misery (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i think she passes out of heat exhaustion in the car after drawing this heat exhaustion and a broken heart she's just so exhausted and passes out and her cute mom finds her insistently thank god because su bong was ready to just jump ship yeah he was out she had disappeared, so he wasn't worried about it. Yeah, he had a gun to his face. He wasn't going to stick around there. Nope. So her mom happens to find her, apparently takes her to the ER, and then takes her home. At which point, her dad shows up? Yeah, he comes back from New Zealand. He was on a trip. Oh, and he was attacked in the bathroom. Yeah, that tiny plain bathroom that can apparently fit two people now. Yeah. God, I did not know that was possible. I guess when you're bending 
the interdimensional travel, then you may as well also bend the ability to fit certain masses into small spaces. Yeah, so they he was attacked in a restroom and reads the newest update on W and sees that Yeonju was shot, and he kind of stares at that scene for a while and is... Just stares. Yeah, kind of sad about it, kind of frightened for his daughter's safety. Doesn't put too much into checking up. I guess Subang maybe had already said something. I'd like to assume that, just so we're not completely accepting that he has no ability to deal with human emotion like a normal person. Yeah. So he flies back and goes to see Yeonju. And get the flash drive. Oh, yeah, the flash drive that King Chol stopped in the middle of traffic to to type out <laughs> is a really long letter. <laughs> but I guess when the world revolves around you, you can just stop traffic at a stoplight. So he types out this super long letter about how to finish the comic book. And it's really good. It's really good. I think that's another reason I really like this episode is to me it shows how good the writers are at writing because they essentially wrote the perfect ending mm-hmm. to the comic book and and it's kind of shown in this episode mm-hmm. and then they also continue to write their actual storyline flawlessly so good so good and it's a big turning point for how we see King Chol where yes. he's not just this manipulative dude that does whatever he wants, especially when it comes to womanizing. He is this intelligent, he sees things ten step ahead of his everyone. Yeah. And he's just so cool. I think I like King Chol. I think for me he's at his best when he's doing his main character thing. Like, not his... I am the main character thing, mm-hmm. but his main character thing where you can see why he's the main character because he's intelligent mm-hmm. and he's strong and he's quick and you can just see him kicking ass and solving crimes. Yeah, but he's not just cool. He is intelligent. Yeah, that problem solving King Chol is really, really interesting mm-hmm. and a whole new King Chol because you see him attempting to solve problems up until this point, but as he complains multiple times, he doesn't have all of the variables, so he can't. Right. But you get to see him problem solving through both the ending he's written, he's given on the flash drive, and you get to you know, watch him become the main character of his story again, mm-hmm. and his original story, and not the w- weird new contrived romance that mm-hmm. has popped up in his life. That Yeonju made for him. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that Yeonju, over the next few months, has to kind of pop in and out of the comic book whenever Kang Chul thinks of her, and it's very, very sad. Oh, so sad. And you kind of want to just shake her and have her, you've got to live your life, mm-hmm. but also you want to eat it up. Like you just, yeah. I want to eat it up. I just love it. Because <laughs> it's, you feel for her and there's so much anguish and you just want it to be resolved. But also I think it's, I don't know, there's something about that self-sacrifice that mm-hmm. she repeatedly, just time and again, 
goes through because she is the self-sacrificing queen. Mm-hmm. And I also like what that says about her character. Like, she is just a really good person, so. Yeah. So it's heartbreaking to watch, but it's really cool character development for both of them. Yeah. And one of the times that you see is kind of cringeworthy. It's quite the roller coaster of a scene where she drops her ring oh, when man. she's preparing for surgery and it rolls kind of into the other dimension and hits King Chul's boot. And oh. it's the Canadian tuxedo oh, is back. back. Oh, it's thank God. <laughs> so good. You thought we were done with the Canadian tuxedo? We can never be done. We'll never be done with the Canadian tuxedo. Because it keeps coming back. Oh, it's amazing. So she runs into him wearing his beautiful suit and stares at him forever. Oh, my God. I, I just wish she would say something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is one of those cringy parts. Yep. That's heartbreaking and sad, and you understand her part, but you can also see Kang Chul's just desperation for this weirdo to talk to him and not be weird anymore. because yeah, he's trying. He's being friendly. Mm-hmm. He apologizes to her, even though she headbutts him. Yeah. And then she continues to stare at him as he compliments her, as he asks if she's okay... As he walks away, as he gets into his car. And as he smiles and kind of waves or nods, I don't know. He probably winks, I don't remember. Some weird King Joel thing. Mm -hmm. And she just stands there until she cries, and then you're sad again. Yep, she just... And you remember why she wasn't saying anything. Yep, she pretty much just lays down in the middle of a hospital. And cannot take it anymore. That's her true breaking point. Then there's the other cringy moment. Man, we lied when we said this one wasn't too cringy because she <laughs> takes time to cut out all of the pictures from oh, the comic book. Yeah. Brings herself back to those 14-year-old times. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like it. I was so glad when her mom came in and was like, you're a mess. Act your age. Yeah, her mom was so funny. Yeah, cringy, cringy <laughs> moment. Oh, and then it jumps to a scene with um, Kang Chul and Do Yoon, where they're fighting crime together again. Yeah. I don't know why it's in there, but it's so cute. Yes, it is. It it's perfect because it it's that first taste of King Chul getting back to his life. Yeah. And also you get to see them fight in crime, which is just a fun time. I can really see why people love that comic book i Mm -hmm. can totally get it their bromance as well as their cool factors are so good yep they just they click i can see why doyun is the right hand man Mm -hmm. and then you see uh subong coming back to songmu he was apparently called back he looks like he's been homeless for some reason I don't He's know. He's got a beard, which looks great on him. Yeah, he looks like an adult. If he wasn't wearing his classic sweatsuit of, like, a sweatshirt t-shirt yeah. and sweat shorts, Somehow dressing like a terrible athlete, a grandpa, and a toddler all at once. <laughs> So he's looking pretty bad, and (laughs) Sungmoon tells him to shave and clean up a bit, and says that you and I are going to draw the ending. 
to King Joel's story. Yeah. And, and it's so cool. They plan it out so well. I love how it plays out and how it incorporates. I remember thinking when Siang Mu, the author, had a gun literally pointed in his face, like could not think of a story to save his life. I kind of remember thinking, just make yourself the murderer. You are a murderer. You're completely psychotic. You stabbed a man on a rooftop. And I'm totally the opposite. I never saw it coming. I was so psyched. My like my mind was blown. Oh, it's so at good. This revelation that he himself was supposed to be the culprit now. It yeah. was so cool. You can't and it's kind of cool cuz you could think like uh, maybe they'll choose someone like like we talked about maybe second dad would be a good murderer mm-hmm. or the assemblyman like the easy choice. Yeah. But really mysterious as far as how they never found any clues for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they picked the perfect one. Yeah. And then um, they're able to tie it up so well, making, like, the villains the villains and mm-hmm. King Chol almost guiltless in the entire situation yeah. so that he could have the happiest ending possible. They they gave him his ending with so hui. so hui, and it was beautiful. Such so a sweet cute. scene. It looked so much like the ending of the K drama. Just yeah. those two classic walking across the crosswalk to each other, looking at each other, having their moment, having their moment in the sun, <laughs> and the two bad guys, like the antagonists, dying and going to jail. It was perfect, and then it was perfect, and then it wasn't because. Because it's a gay drama. Yep, and we all know that there's still, like, what, five? No, I think from this episode. Seven episodes there's left? There's seven episodes left, so you know there's, like, some solid twists up in there. Mm-hmm. I guess if we were watching it as it came out, we'd be very surprised that it didn't end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple episodes where we'd be very surprised, because they keep on trying to wrap it up, but there's still so many things they can yeah. do, and they do it. And... I think that's when we see Yonju get sucked back into the comic after a mass shooting has occurred. Yeah, in the comic. In the comic. So you kind of don't know how she got pulled back in, who's thinking about her, but it's such a cool transition. Yeah. And she's she meets Kang Chol again, and he doesn't recognize her, but he asks her to help as a doctor. Uh, sensibly. Sensibly. But his outfit in this scene is so good. It's so good. If you pay attention to the embroidery on the back of his white shirt, it has the best quote. It is. It just says, none of your business. Oh my god, so good. And then he has just really nice black pants with this weird pseudo white belt around <laughs> the waist. Like, not looped through. It's not a belt, it's just yeah. fabric. Just, yep, that they sewed in as a belt. It's so King Chol. Why? <laughs> it's none of your business, that's it's why. It's none of your business, that's why. So she kind of flounders around in the comic for a minute and tries to figure out what what happened. And she finds out that there was a shooting, and it looks like it was her father. Yeah, she sees on the TV that the new villain is her father, because she didn't know before, right? Mm-mm. 
No, only Sungmoonho, or Subang. Yeah, and he was telling her some spoilers, but only the ones that would hurt her most. Mm-hmm. Like the Sohui ending. Yeah. Come on, Subang. Have some salt in the wound. <laughs> That's classic Subang, though. Yep, typical Subang. And then there's the horror moment. <laughs> so gross. So good, though. Really good. So creepy. Oh my god. Poor Subang has to be faced, the first to be faced with the man with no face. Mm hmm. Moo, yeah. whose face was apparently taken by the culprit. That Somehow. I don't get. That I don't get. But it's really cool looking how they did it. Yeah, that adequately creepy. Yeah, I felt I feel a little sick when like the first time you look at him and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And then he's kind of confused as well, so he's kinda of going after Subang in a way. Yeah. No, poor Subang. Poor Subang. Doesn't handle it well. No. Understandably. Yeah. So it's it's good comedy for Subang and good horror for Songmoo. Yeah. And I think it ends there. Yeah, that the end of the episode is the mass shooting at the at the broadcasting station at King Chol's broadcasting station and you kind of flash back to see how it begins to happen. Mhm. Uh, knowing that it ends up with a bunch of people in the hospital. It's really dark. They show it at the end of episode 9 and the beginning of episode 10. And it's a really long, really dark scene. It is a lot to handle. It's, I think, as far as mass shootings go, they, I mean, made it properly sad and terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's heavy, though. Yeah. I mean, within the first few minutes of the first episode, they're doing the same thing where you see bullets in people's heads, even children. Yeah. So they, I guess, weed out the audience there, but in this scene, it's just so terrifying and dark and really fast, and you find out that all these people have died. And I think, to me, that makes the culprit so much scarier. He's chilling after that, like, just positively He was supposed to just kill Kang Chol's family, which... I say just, not lightheartedly, but you think maybe there's a reason he targeted this person. Right, and they even wrote a reason into their ending. It was kind of a cheap reason. It was Mm -hmm. just like, your father was a weird guy at a bar Uh that I didn't like, and your family was just there. Since I went to your house to kill him, your family happened to be there. So so that's how it happened. But... Still, you think maybe it's about King Chol or his family, but it doesn't seem to be. It. He just wants to kill? I mean, he says at the end, he looks into the camera and says, like, King Chol, this is after the ten-year reprise, I had to find you. But it's it's... He just seems so much scarier now. Yeah, it really sets in what he's willing to do. Because, yeah, you know he's hunting King Chol. You think maybe King Chol will be hurt or killed. Mm-hmm. You don't think to protect the broadcasting station. Yeah, you can't live your life trying to protect every single person around you. Yeah. It's just a dark way to start off episode 10. Yeah, and then, then we come into episode 10 and the plot is in full swing. Um, and Yunju has found out that she is stuck in the comic 
but she has no one because she can't talk to King Chol. It would ruin the entire plan. And as far as she knows, the plan is still on. Mm -hmm. So she just has to live the homeless life, running around the hospital, pretending to be a doctor. Sometimes helping. Sometimes stealing food. Yeah, doing what she can to get by and hoping she gets to leave. And it seems like kind of once the emergency mode of everybody from the mass shooting being taken care of, after they're all kind of taken care of, she can't hide as easily. Yeah. Where people start noticing her and that she doesn't belong. And things are going missing, like people's lab coats and cake. Yeah. <laughs> and she talks about starving a lot, but she seems to eat. Yeah, she finds tea. food. Might not be the food she wants. Yeah, but she, she doesn't has seem some. to eat much of it, so I think that's part of why she's starving. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can let us know what you thought. She just kept using the word starving when she had access to food for sure. Like we were talking about in the cafeteria scene where she got side dishes and then she spent the whole time not eating them. And watching other people eat the other food and I was like, oh, no, no, you have food in front of you. You're being a little bit complaining. A little picky. I can't say I would be any different in your situation, but let's use the word hungry instead of starving. Yeah. Eat your vegetables. Mm -hmm. Eat your side dishes and your <laughs> cake. So she's back, and... Oh, we forgot the scene where she's drinking on the roof. Oh, Lord. Well, there's an emergency situation. There's recently been a mass shooting, but... But she she needs a break. She can't figure out why she's back in the comic at all. Yeah, and she's already had a hard couple of months trying to pretend like everything's fine. And so she steals some alcohol and takes a little breather on the roof and ends up having a nice little chat with King Chul. It's really... It's cute. It's a sentimental moment. I like the conversation they mm -hmm. have. It's, it's just weird how they got there. Yeah. It seems very unprofessional. He points it out, and she's like, mm -hmm. no, it's fine. We're, she's like, I don't even work here, so chill. We're, we're well-staffed, so... They're fine. Everyone's gonna be and fine. He's like, okay. Well, well, I guess you're right. I'll drink with you. Yeah. She was like, cool, I have another in my pocket. Yeah, she stole the six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, the conversation is worthwhile, so I guess it's worth it. Yeah, so she has that one run-in with him, and then from then on she just kind of tries to avoid him, mm -hmm. doing the best she can, but she ends up finding out, remembering more like, that she can break into Sohui's apartment, and the cringe fest is back full force. This is probably the worst cringy episode that there was. I can't take it. I It's so uncomfortable. It is She breaks hard. in and starts snacking, but she can't just be calm with the snacks. She has to cook a meal for herself. Right. So she starts a cooking and then she goes to the find some clothes. Yeah. So she goes to find some clothes. Think she'll then... maybe take a shower. Yeah. Find some cash. Yeah, the clothes aren't enough, so she needs more. The clothes and the food. So she takes the cash. Yeah, and if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> and then she gets none of those things because she gets caught. Fortunately, not by Sohui. Yeah. we know what would happen with that girl. Yeah, Sohui does not give a sh... She, she will put you in jail. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Kang Chol is the one that finds her for some reason. 
it seems weird, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, they have a, I wouldn't call it a nice conversation, but... No, it's kind of pathetic. Yeah, she's she's a lot, but also it brings back those achy feelings I crave <laughs> and love, where she talks about her husband that just disappeared, and mm-hmm. how she has no one and nothing, and... Hits all King Chill's soft spots. Yep. Just she knows he has. He obviously feels very weird about the conversation, but he also is a nice young man. Surprisingly understanding for the person we've come to know. Mm-hmm. So. Gives her food and kimchi and doesn't seem to hand her over to the police. Yeah, almost does. And then in the end, decides there must be something about her. Or at the very least, she doesn't have a husband anymore, so... <laughs> I mean, that is probably most of it, but also he says another creepy thing that is, you seem more scared of me than the police, so I'll keep you by my side. <laughs> How about I just prove prove you right? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's eerie. gross. Yeah, he's like that. <laughs> so they, I think that's when they go to the hospital and he... Finds out he was framed for killing his family. This is the part I have a hard time with. I It's cringy in a different way. I yeah, I struggle hard with framed for murder successfully plot lines. Mm-hmm. They just make me so sad. They're so and frustrating. I, and I have so much anxiety the whole time. Mm-hmm. As soon as it started to happen, I was like, no... No, 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 no. And second dad got so disappointed. Yeah, and then second dad got shot. Yeah! Magically! Poor second dad. Poor second dad. It's hard because I feel like a lot of K-dramas, like second dad's type of character, either dies or becomes a villain. So I'd rather him die. Right, and continue to be a good person in our hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. But it's really sad, and then King Chul gets framed for his murder as well, because one, no, four, four murders isn't enough. So now he's framed successfully for his family's murder, because there's this new recording that now exists in the world. And then there's the murder of Second Dad, who the only person in the room with him was King Chul. Mm -hmm. So... So it's a pretty cut and dry. He gets chased by the police for a while. Gets shot. Yeah, and that's intense. Yeah. And really scary in that you finally come to like King Cho, and whenever anything about his family comes up, it kind of gets to the heart of King Cho, and you really, really feel for him at those moments. Yeah. So this is really an emotionally driven part. And then he's being chased by the police and framed for it all. Yep. And it was just as he was about to get his happy ending. Mm-hmm. All he ever wanted. And it was all swiped out from underneath him. And it is hard. So frustrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, Yeonju has nothing else to do with her life. So she <laughs> plays getaway driver. And... Doctor plays doctor. She is a doctor, but also she's she play- kind of playing like a doctor. Yeah, more so than she's being any good doctor. Yeah, it's been a while since she's been a good doctor. Yeah, I'll admit it. Um, she takes him to like some random motel and leaves him on his own. Yep, just gives gives him some medicine and talks about some more sad stuff, and then kisses him to get out. 
luckily, technically for him, it's the first time it's happened, so it's very shocking. Mm -hmm. So she gets out and then gives him a bunch more medicine so that he can survive, hopefully. By somehow winning a fight against her faceless dad. Yeah. We don't get to see that, but no. you assume it must have been an epic duel, so. Because one of them didn't have a face. And the other is his, from what I can tell, and all of her physical abilities, his meek daughter. So, <laughs> so how does she push him out of the room? We don't know. But go her. Not so meek. Mm -hmm. Not as uh, easily overpowered as I expected. Kudos. Yeah. And so, yeah, they now have a comic book world that I think it's King Chill that says it's the world that is ruled by antagonists. And it's so good. It's so good, but it's so dark. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a fan of the villains winning no. part of the story. It hurts. It's so hard to watch. And then um, it jumps right into the next episode. And... Uh, we get to see the nerve-wracking manhunt mm -hmm. for King Chol and how Yeonju manages to do amazing, like, attention to detail, incredible artistry as she changes his car color, changes his license plate. Removes the door and the bloodstains from all around the outside of his room so the police can't find him. Makes it unbelievably possible for him to get away. But then we see the biggest strength of King Chol is him kind of having that inner strength in the face of despair. That where come from behind victory. Yeah, that's where it comes back. <laughs> so he does surgery on himself in a very oh. graphic manner. Oh, it's so hard. It's just they play the whole scene out and it's disgusting. But it's so cool. Like, he does it. Yeah. I just wish that we hadn't had to see all of it. Every moment. Every single moment. A painful, gruesome moment. Yeah, it's disgusting, but it's it's King Chol's cool character coming back. Yeah. And he he does it. He does the thing. He takes the bullet out. And you don't know that means he's going to survive, but, like, you're pretty sure. Yeah. And then from there, it's... What's going on, on with Yeonju at this part? Um, I think that's when at the when she's finished kind of getting all of Kang Chol's stuff squared away, the the culprit comes out and starts yeah. choking her. Yeah, and that's a terrifying showdown. Super spooky. Yeah, because she doesn't really stand a chance in that moment, but luckily finds out that she can essentially turn off the, the tablet. tablet. And get rid of him. Yeah. Kind of her last-ditch effort. Yeah. She didn't have any chance. But as she turns off the tablet and gets rid of the culprit, her dad stops banging on the door and Collapses. comes to find that he collapsed. And oh God, it's kind of to pathetic. Go to bed. Yeah. But it's also just, yeah, so pitiful. He's such a sad cockroach. That's what I wrote. He's a sad cockroach. <laughs> such a weenie baby. <laughs> I, I think the cockroach part came from him not having a face and being so creepy. Yeah. Cockroach is a good way to describe him at this point in the in the story. So she takes him to her old bedroom and locks him in. Oh, God. Because apparently that's how her old room was designed at her dad's house. Just to lock people on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Her old room that looks exactly like her new room. Yeah. 
Raquel was saying she it took her a while to figure out when she would be at her room in her dad's house versus when she would be at her room in her mom's house. And I honestly never noticed <laughs> until she put her dad in her room in her dad's house that how, there were two rooms. How did she get to her mom's house so fast? Yeah. She didn't. They just cloned her room. She just has two rooms that look exactly the same. Yep, the only difference is she doesn't have a creepy King Chol collage on the window <laughs> of her dad's room. Because it's on his windows in her dad's house. Yep. Every window is a King Chol window in her dad's house. But, yeah. Then I think the next part, she appears in Han Chol Ho's office. Yeah, which is a cool part because you're... I was really confused. So confused. I couldn't figure out why that was where she ended up. Yeah. I Raquel explained it to me because I didn't get it. It's it's cool mm-hmm. when I wanna give everyone time to think about it. I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil it, but there's a reason. And I think she kind of talks about it. Like she, she alludes to it, but she doesn't straight up say she's just saying like, Oh, it must be something to do with Kang Chol not being the main character anymore. Yeah, so essentially it means that the main character has shifted. Yeah, and she gets drawn in whenever the main character thinks about her. So it's so spooky. Yeah, and you hate the fact that his creepy brain was thinking about her mm-hmm. and that it was able to pull her into the comic. Yeah, it's, ugh. Ugh. But she escapes because he's a dang fool and his guards are dang fools yeah and she just bursts out of his office bye bye (laughs) and she finds out it's only been a couple hours since she left king chul but of course as comic books do everything gets ruined and time passes without her control and And a month is gone yeah and she tries to get to him but in the moments she's trying to get to him it's when she loses a month and how do you find him? How do you begin to find him when you erased the door on his room mm-hmm. and it's been a month and the car is gone and any he, trace of him it, like he's not supposed to be found. He's constantly being pursued. Yeah. So if nobody can find him, how are you going to find him? And the last time she saw him, he was bleeding out on a bed. So kind of thinks he's dead. Yeah, solid chance. But then our boy Do Yoon is back. Yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's got he's got his role, and he knows that Kang Chol is alive, and he has to apparently convince every single person in his life that Kang Chol is not alive, which seems super hard and sad for him. So sad, but he's so good at it. And yeah. when he's doing it, I'm like, see, this is why you're the only one who gets to know. You're yeah. the only one who would be good at this kind of thing. You are the only one who can be trusted. Mm-hmm. I love Sohui, but she can't be trusted with this kind of information. Yeah. She kind of struggles with deciding to make decisions for other people herself. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a big one. Can't really let her in on the secret. And you also see Kengcho remembering that she disappeared when he was out of her life. Or right. he abandoned her, so he wants it to be like a... You can move on with your life, and please don't disappear again. Yeah, you do this, I and just I'll can't do come me. Back. Yeah. Um. So then you find out, um, that he is has been staying at his parents' house, 
and he picks her up at some bus station and takes her to his parents' house. And I love, because what we saw at this time when he's kind of beginning his change is still kind of like the main character of the comic book, a bold, quick-thinking, problem-solving, rad King Chol. But I love, I mean, just his progression as a character happens so quickly through these episodes that we're reviewing today, because I just, I swear he's different in every episode, but not in a way that put me off, not in like a way that I thought was a detriment to the story. It it made sense, because mm-hmm. now he's been alone for a month, living in his parents' house in his in his dead family's home running from the law and he's such a softer person now and he's he's even dressing like a relatable person like a relatable human being just casual clothes and yeah no more nude suits yeah and it's weird because even though he hasn't talked to anyone for a month essentially somehow he seems so much better at talking to people. Mm. I think maybe he isn't as cool, obviously, but I like it more when he's yeah. not being cool guy King Joel. Yeah, he kind of takes the edge off Yeah, and stops acting cool, where it definitely upped his cool factor when he was acting cool, but now he is a different kind of cool. Yeah. Where you like him more. Yeah. And Softer around the edges, cool. Yeah. Not as playtime cool. Yeah. So he, they go shopping together, and there's some cute scenes of them going grocery shopping and going to the flea market. Yeah. And just generally hanging out. And she's not doing so great with it because she's pretty confused, but he seems to be having a genuinely nice time. Yeah. He's just hanging out. It's pretty cute. Yeah, which is fun. And then they go back to his parents' house and start making dinner, and he says some weird things. Which, at that point, I think it was her breaking point. Like, you don't get to be this way. And still have forgotten everything, but, like, slyly mention the things you haven't forgotten. Right, and then he's like, hey. I'm not your husband. But I know your husband. And then he holds up a comic book, and it's comic bookception. It's meta comic book, a comic so book many- within a comic book. Oh, so creepy! And then a black hole opens up, <laughs> and it's the end of the series. Because that's what happens when you bring the comic into the comic, Oh Yunju. <laughs> you messed up. You have to burn that stuff if you're gonna bring it in. Yeah. But no, it's actually really cool because he gets to kind of not necessarily remember their relationship, but he gets to be privy to it. And now she's not the only one who has to suffer alone. Which I think is part of the transition as well. It's a little too over overdone for me, overprocessed. But it is cool that he is like, I don't remember this stuff. But I'm different now, and whenever she points out that he's being different, he's like, yeah, that's comic book King Chol, <laughs> not me. And you're like, that's only appropriate because 
you're much better than the old King Charles. Yeah, like, if you were worse, I'd be furious. (laughs) But since you're better, it's fine. I guess you can play that card. Mm Mm-hmm. And comic bookception opens up a hole. It's not a black hole, it's a white tablet hole. And they walk through. Into episode 12. What? What? <laughs> and they go into the real world. And Kang Chul is super chill about being in the real world, even though it's never happened before to him. Yeah. Takes it so much better than the first time. I think he had a little bit of insight from reading the comic book. It it eased him in because he got to first think, like, what is this thing? Then as time went on, be like, oh, this is kind of an eerie thing. Yeah. And then be like, oh, this is about me. This so it was real. it was a slower introduction than sitting in a prison cell and then finding out that he's nothing. Right. So he handles it a lot better. Oyunju doesn't because she just spent a month in the comic book, so she passes out. She's out, yep. And there is a frustrating moment when he's talking to her, like she's a moron again, kind of, in the car. I don't know. I just remember being frustrated simply because I was like, ah, just as you were becoming the king troll I always wanted you to be, you're kind of being a (laughs) douchebag again. But, fortunately for them, Sokbom and Subang, couple of the year, <laughs> are in the house waiting for them. Oh, thank God. Honestly, I'm team them. They have a beautiful relationship. SB and SB for life. <laughs> they, came, they are the come-from-behind winners of this episode. <laughs> of the whole series. Of the whole series. <laughs> Because they're so dang cute together. Oh, they were cracking me up. And yes. their love is beautiful. <laughs> it's non-existent and it's beautiful. We've made it completely up, but yeah. it's good. But it's there for us, so whatever. <laughs> and then along with that particularly wonderful interaction, we get to see Subong and King Chol interact. Oh, yeah. And it is perfect. They kind of bro out a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just about everything I wanted for them. Yeah. Like, Subong is kind of fangirling. Yeah, a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. But also, he meets the new and improved King Chul, not the old douchey one. So he gets to actually have a conversation with him. A little bit of an interaction. From a human to a human. And it is so much fun. It's pretty nice. (laughs) And you find out that Kang Chol is disappearing. Oh no! Oh no! He talks to the culprit a little bit about it, and the culprit's like, well, you're not the main character. Like, that's what happens. (laughs) And he will soon completely disappear. The culprit thinks he's going to outlive Kang Chol. Which, not a bad gamble if you're not mm-hmm. disappearing. Yeah. But he played his cards. He he showed his whole hand, so yeah. I don't know if that was a good idea, because now King Troll has nothing to lose, because he's going to disappear if he doesn't do something. Right. But I think that's the scene where you see the culprit met Sung Moo on the rooftop and made a deal with him, 
And then Sung-woo went back to the real world and tried to go back on the deal. Yeah. And that's how a lot of things started spiraling. Sung-woo, we find out, is pretty much just the overall problem. Like we always suspected he probably was, but we couldn't confirm because there seemed to be a lot of other things going on that he couldn't control. And then you realize, nope, he just across the board was making some terrible choices. Right. But he was trying to fix them in the real world. He just had already lost control and could not do that. Yep. But it uh, explains a lot more to me his fear in the first few episodes where he's talking to Youngju and she's trying to be a rational person and explain to her dad this crazy situation. Yeah. And he keeps being kind of a jerk about it. But you see more of where that fear came from. Yeah, he had encountered a lot more than she had up to that point. Yeah. So it's understandable. But still, he is the root of the problem. And then Kang Chul and Oyeonju have the cutest date. Oh, it's really sweet. It's really sweet. It's... Short-lived. Yeah. I mean, the scene is kind of long. They go from, like, her house to the car to the date. So it it should be enough. But it's authentic, where he even says, like, I'm not going to read out of a stupid book anymore. I'm just going to go with my feelings. Finally. Thank it's God. what from their relationship. Seriously, I waited so much. I, we, it took us 12 episodes, but we finally got to a place where he could realize what a human relationship was like and it feels so um liberating mm-hmm. but so short-lived where like their false day-to-day relationship that was straight by the book was like half an episode and this one felt like five minutes and then they lost it again and you kind of see the trust issues that have been embedded in Tianju at this mm-hmm. point because he now suggests things that sound like they might lead to something bad and she immediately flies off the handle every time (laughs) it's like i'm gonna have you draw me another picture and she immediately is like oh what so i can just forget about you you can forget about me and i'll just have to suffer alone again and i was just like chill you need to give him a minute to talk he has to finish the sentence I understand where you're coming from, homie. I get it, because you had a hard couple episodes. But, like, he has to finish the sentence first before before we do all this. Yeah. So, he does, and he has the coolest scheme in the freaking world. Yeah, he's killing it. He's killing it. He's back. He's in his element, in his problem-solving, detective, ass-kicking element. He comes up with this plan, and it shows it. Over the next few scenes of what they have decided to do. And he basically wills himself back into the comic in the coolest guns out, suns out, guns out shirt. (laughs) I know, like, strips off his outer layers and is ready, ready for a fight. (laughs) Ready for a fight. He looks so cool. (laughs) And he goes to the apartment that... The culprit's apartment is based on, and then wills himself back into the comic. Because he's discovered he can do that. The only person with any control over anything. Yeah, he kind of explains a lot behind the whole series of, like, 
it's not a comic book world and a real world. It's two very real worlds, and we need to all respect that a little bit more. Yeah, and it's it feels good because you don't want all of these other secondary characters that are in the comic book to not be people, especially Do Yoon. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> want him to not be a person. <laughs> That's fair. So they they find out that it's not he wills himself back into the other world, beats up the culprit in this really cool fighting sequence, and calls the police, which kind of sets off Sohui. It gives her a little bit more of a storyline, a little five minute segment where she's like, "I think Kang Cho is the anonymous tip," and Do Yoon has to be like, oh, "Maybe I I think he's I think he's." Not, maybe though. he's dead oh. though. Maybe he's supposed to be not making phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might be putting his friends in a weird position. If he right keeps now. doing this crap. <laughs> so it's probably not him. And that's all that happens with yeah. him. It's not very exciting. I, I guess later they, because he has Yeonju draw a corpse of him. Which is a lot. It's a lot. But it tests his DNA, and finally, finally, Do Yoon can tell Sohui it's time to move on. He's really dead. It's pretty sad for Sohui and Do Yoon. I feel like I would not want to be in Do Yoon's position of knowing my best friend just faked a suicide and. Or faked his own death, I guess. And, and just like, gone forever. Don't you worry. Don't worry, do you? I'm alive. You're like, I'm not worried. I'm kind of angry. Yeah. You should come back and hang out with me. Or go to prison. I don't know. I just, I feel like maybe you killed some people. Because for all do you knows, you did. Yeah. So. So it's just a weird position for do you to have to live the rest of his life like that. But. I guess he's the right man for the job. Yep, he's the only one. There can be only one, and he does it right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a really good ending to to the whole story. I know, jeez. And then the series ended. Yeah. If you did not know there were four more episodes, you would have thought, wow, that's an okay ending. Yeah, There's that- no ending for Han Chol Ho, the assemblyman, but... You assume that... I don't know, he can't touch someone who's left the comic book world. And it's not a good ending as far as the comic goes, where you're like, the culprit was caught, and King Chul died a month ago. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. The end of the comic book. Alright, once again, putting yourself in the reader's shoes, it's like, um, this has been years of our life, but thank you. But pretty darn good ending for our main characters, where King Chul wills himself back into the real world. And is on his way to see Yeonju, his, his woman, and he's cleared from the other world. Yeah, gives her a call and they're both so happy. It's a precious moment. What a precious moment. I think that's where the episode ends. Yep, so join us next week for nothing. Because <laughs> we're not going to watch the last four episodes. Because <laughs> whatever, it ended there. No, um, we will do the next the next episodes. It... It has a thrilling conclusion, so stick with it. Yeah, for sure. super good. We yeah. promise it's worth coming back. <laughs> it's fun to joke about that it ended, uh, but it is definitely worth coming back for it. 
If you ever are like me and you maybe have to will yourself to watch the next episodes, just binge watch them. Yeah. That's what I do. It's a very healthy habit. Just give yourself a day? Where I say, maybe I don't want to finish this K-drama, and then I'll just binge watch yep. many hours Just don't of give it. yourself the chance to second guess it. Mm-hmm. Once Come you in. get on the roller coaster, you <laughs> can't get off. Those cliffhangers keep you going to the next one. Yep. Yeah. If this, if these four episodes weren't enough to to get you really going, because I love these four episodes. I think I know this sounds crazy because it seems like a lot to wait until episode nine to get really into it. Uh, but I remember my first time around, I enjoyed the first eight episodes, but episode nine is when it gets so real. Mm-hmm. And from then on, you're so in the plot. You're not dealing with the weird romance issues that we had so many problems with in the first couple of episodes and and like we said king troll starts to become such a likable dynamic interesting character and it's totally plot driven and i just really and there's so many twists and turns and mystery and the writing is so good so good they and they really always been really good but this is so convoluted in a good way and you it's that thing where you wonder how they're going to tie it up because they've got to do something there's so many things going on it's so knotted together but it's so it drives you forward and you want to watch the rest of them yeah so we know you've already binge watched the whole series we hope you have we hope you're as bad as we are (laughs) we're kind of sad yeah i have actually put in eight hours of K-drama in one day, one one time, and that was both a low and a high point for me, because mm-hmm. I loved it, but there's... It can happen. Yeah. I mean, I've done it, like, three days in a row. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's more my speed. I'm on summer vacation right now, so what am I going to do? Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep that train rolling. <laughs> but yeah, join us next week for the finale episode of W... It's going to be good. After after the finale, uh, I think we're going to do a wrap-up episode. So also be thinking about stuff you want us to talk about. Stuff that, any any stuff that you want to discuss or any questions that you want us to address. I would say we can answer your questions, but I'm no authority. So <laughs> we'll just address them and do our best to talk about them. Maybe we'll read your comments out loud. Yeah. We'll see if there's I mean, we'll enough to read. read them. <laughs> yeah, we will read them. We'll see if there's enough to read them out loud or if they are um, podcast appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any suggestions of what to watch next, let us know. Yeah, we're getting ready for our next po- or for our next K drama. So let us know what you want us to watch because we could use some suggestions. We've got some ideas. There's always K dramas to watch, but. It would be fun to do something that you guys wanted to watch as well. Yeah. So thank you guys. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and email us at playonkpodcast.com. You can also visit our website. We have our website, playonk.com, where you can find all of our contact information, and you can find all of our episodes posted there. And you can also subscribe to our emailing list yeah so we'll see you there and we'll see you next week thanks guys bye